announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, everybody? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is another badass episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, hostess with the mostest. And as you know, on the Hemp Revolution, we are talking about the journey and the battles of the entrepreneurs and innovators who are pushing this industry forward to ensure that you guys have access to the absolute highest quality products and brands that are available on the marketplace right now. If you are a patient looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out on medicalsecrets.com. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or existing business owner who is just stuck in a bottleneck or glass hitting a glass ceiling in your growth and you need some key strategies, tools, or tactics to get over the hump, check us out on the emeraldcircle.com for some tips and tricks on how you can get to the next phase in your business. On today's episode, we are going to be visiting with Elon Lippin, who is a recent university graduate at just the ripe the ripe, crisp age of 23 years old. He is a university graduate turned entrepreneur slash CBD brand owner. Boy, is he in for a surprise. Studied business and administrative at the University of Southern California. Dream, his absolute dream is to create a brand that helps empower a healthier lifestyle and promotes CBD wellness through unique and naturally high quality natural high quality offerings, products, services, and the whole thing. We're going to be talking about some entrepreneurial stories, telling his business secrets, letting you in on the latest and greatest in SoCal living. Help me welcome our guest, Mr. Elon. How's it going? Hi, hi. <laughs> what an awesome intro. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. USC down in San Diego or what? In downtown LA. So not Oh, downtown LA. LA. Yeah, no no water near us, but it's <laughs> a lot of fun over there. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I grew up in San Diego, so I spent some time in LA. I thought you were down in San Diego area, mm -hmm. but that's okay. We can be an LA group too. Tell me your journey, tell me your story. How the birds did you get into the C B D space? <laughs> Yeah, it's actually funny because I told my dad that I was like doing a CBD business. He was like, so I sent you to USC, like the University of Southern California to become a drug dealer. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, no, like, I mean, it's not drugs, obviously, like we can talk all about that. But it's just so funny because when I was, gra I mean, not even when I was graduating, like, even before I had an internship for just like a large e-commerce hair product company, like not really oh, cool. at all. 
yeah, but I saw like the way they're running their business. I thought I saw the CEO, like the grind that he was coming in every morning and like was so excited for the day and like to grow and to, I guess, to help people, you know, and I saw that, you know, like, this is really cool. So when I graduated, I'm like, I knew I wanted to do a business. I had no idea what. I had different friends that had started a couple of Amazon businesses, drop shipping, this and that's a very young millennial thing. And so I learned about that. I was like, oh, like, this is kind of cool. Like, what am I going to sell? And so, I mean, I know I want to own a company, but, you know, I had to find the products. So I was searching like on Alibaba for China stuff and this and that. I was searching everywhere. I'm like, oh, what's like a new industry? What's cool? What's all that? And it's crazy because obviously I really didn't find anything that was, I guess, a long-term play. You know, I wanted to do something where I could do for a long time and to be heavily invested in, again, like, like you said, I'm very much into health, wellness, and fitness. So I kind of wanted to go something that, you know, could help people that can make a difference in their lives versus just selling like a t-shirt or pinball machine or something, you know? So I found an Alibaba. This was like, I mean, it was like a year and a half ago. So it was like right before the blow up and the craze and everything. And so I didn't know too much about it. And like, I was just seeing, I saw like hemp creams on Alibaba or something like that. I'm like, what is all this stuff? It was like very new. If you look on Alibaba now, you'll find a bunch of Chinese stuff that is sold on Amazon. If you didn't know, consumers do not buy CBD on Amazon. Or Alibaba. Or Alibaba. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Hopefully not. But you can literally see like the actual listings on Alibaba. But anyways, I saw that. I was like, oh, what is this stuff? Like what type of industry is this? You know, is it supplements? I was kind of learning more. And then I found like these, you know, I looked up CBD brands. I'm like, what are these brands? And I found a couple and I'm like, this is so cool. Like this is an actual brand. It's an actual company. And that was kind of my goal was to create like a brand. So I saw these companies. I'm like, I've never heard of them. I don't think they're that popular. Like, what is this stuff? And so I kind of learned more about it. I learned about the benefits. And it kind of hit like every mark of what I wanted. You know, it hit, you know, the health side. It hit the helping people side. It hit the brand side. Even just like my goals of having like, you know, a physical company and all that stuff. And doing the operations and marketing and everything else I want to get into. But I saw that and... I was like, well, like, this is it. And obviously I looked at the trends, analytics and all that fun stuff to see like if it's something worth doing. And obviously it is. But then at around the same exact time, my grandma actually fell. I was living with my grandma post-graduation. And so she fell and she hurt herself. And then within a week or two, my uncle came back with CBD oil from a dispensary. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, this is something I was just reading about like online. I'm like, what? Like, this is so cool. And so she was using it and I helped her out with like with the pain and everything from falling over and even her like appetite because she wasn't eating enough and all that stuff. So I'm like, this is amazing. Like one is helping my grandma too. Like how many other people is this stuff helping? You know, I knew nothing about it. And even still I'm learning every day. But by the time I had no idea what it was coming from, okay, hemp versus marijuana and all the details of that. And I just fell in love. And so that was that. And here we are today adorable i think that is amazing there is something about you millennial crowds like nobody wants to work in a corporate office anymore they're like what do you want to do when you grow up i want to own my own shit like my son wrote an essay and he was like in the essay it's for a marketing class because he goes to the school that offers like these really cool extracurricular stuff and one of them is marketing 101 and so he was like why do you want to learn marketing and so he had to write a five paragraph essay on why he wanted to learn marketing and every paragraph mentioned 
In conclusion, <laughs> if you want to learn marketing so that I don't have to go to work and answer to somebody else and I get to make my own schedule, have my own money, and people do what I need them to do so I don't have to do it. <laughs> and I was like, yo, bro, you're talking CEO level right now. And I just got one question for you. Where are you going to get the financing for all of this stuff, <laughs> right? So I love, I love, love, love that there's this like really heavy entrepreneurial spirit because it feels like, you know, it feels like many decades ago when the, when the American dream was still truly alive and there was still a lot of opportunity to create change. In some circles, they say that there are no new ideas, so you're having to innovate the old ones to make them new again. Um, but no matter what, you have to come up with baseline resources, time, education, be informed and confident and competent to what you're going to do. And you got to have money to make it happen. You're 23 years old. You haven't quite had a significant runway on building up your own bank. How did you access the funds to get started? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't throw a ton of investment in there. I just kind of, you know, there's either a trade between time and money. And so I'm like, okay, let me just put in a lot of time and maybe not spend the money. I mean, luckily, like after graduation, I had somewhere to live, so I wasn't paying rent. Some other things lined up, you know, my dad's a business owner, so he kind of understands. He's kind of like, not like, oh, go get a job, go work corporate, you know, go with these big companies that run you to the ground, you know. Sell drugs in the sky. No. <laughs> Basically, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, but he was like, you know, just go for it, you know, put a timeline on like what you like want to accomplish and within a certain time. And if you don't hit that, maybe start searching for something. And that's kind of what set goals for myself. But in terms of the financial part, I really only started off with like less than a thousand dollars to get this business going. I mean, oh my God. So what if, what were you able to, and this is so important for people who are listening in right now and like how to get started, how much money do you need? How, you know, how can you do this? I'm of the opinion and I've gone through the process that you like baseline, you have to have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to be aggressive in getting into this space. You can, you can of course bootstrap it. I've heard multiple stories where, you know, 500, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars people are getting started and they're growing slowly and organically. And that's awesome. I'm a very aggressive business owner. So I invest into mentorship, products, you know, connections, all of these different things, marketing being a huge, huge mm -hmm. piece. So what specifically did you focus your time and resources on thousand dollars to get started and where has it gotten you? Yeah. I mean, that's honestly like the such like cool part about all of this, especially I could talk about this for hours, but it was kind of like the mixture of I mean, already off the table is, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads. So a lot of the money that you would, you know, you know traditionally put throwing money into like marketing isn't really there. So a lot of this is kind of figuring out tactics and strategies and, um, and content um, to really get your stuff out there. So, I mean, my first, most of the, the beginning cost was just product, you know, I mean, Today's world, like you have the millennial thing, they don't want to be CEOs, they want to be owners. And the really cool thing is that the timing is right for that. You know, with, with platforms like Shopify and all these apps and all these things that you can do, you know, it's crazy what you can see. I just downloaded one last week that shows you live visitors on your store and how they interact with your site. And all this data and all these things that you have to your disposal for a fraction of a cost of having a developer build out your website. So like that cost is already there. The website, you know, I, I did myself, I have background in video editing. Um, so I kind of knew how to use apps and technologies and spent a lot of time, I guess, figuring that out. So I was able to figure out the platforms. So that was already done. 
as well with graphic design, I was able to do as well because of my background in, in editing. So I guess it's just a lot of knowledge that I had previously, but it's not something that's that difficult. There's places like Fiverr, you know, you can hire people. Are they that great? Probably not. And you might have to revise it a lot yourself or something like that. But again, that's a time trade for money. And then in terms of my actual cost was mostly just first orders on product. And at first I actually started off as an online store. I didn't have my own brand. So I kind of found like the large brands. I use analytic apps on like Google Chrome extensions to show me their website traffic, if they're going up, if they're going down, where they're trending. So I know, okay, this is a company I work with. You know, they don't have 5,000 people going to the website. They have 500,000 and they're like the largest company when no one knows that because no one's checking the analytics. So that's kind of how I took it. It was, you know, the most traffic with the most companies I should work with. And then I reached out to them, put in the minimum orders, got one on my website, got two, got three. And all in the meantime, I invested a lot into content. So I actually did it by blogging. So a lot of posts, a lot of knowledge, a lot of content and a lot of studies. And I had to go through everything, every single study, learning about benefits, side effects, this and that. And it kind of taught me a lot about the industry while I was writing the content anyways. And it's also free because I'm writing the content. I'm not hiring other people to do it. And also I knew I can do it, you know, right the way that I wanted it to do. Obviously in the future, things will probably have to be, you know, outsourced or bring in people on the team to do that. But I wrote content that was basically better what was on there already. So it's like, I guess one example, I don't want to go into it too much, but like if there's an article about a list of 15 things for blah, 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 blah. If you wrote a list of 20, yada, 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 it might be more popular, more visited by people. And if you just push that on, you know, maybe Reddit or Pinterest or, you know, all, all social medias and really push your content out there, you could actually grow a substantial following and audience without really having to put any money into it. And obviously it's slower than throwing a hundred thousand dollars into it. But I would say, I mean, based off what I've seen in business with people who have very, very large companies is that just because you throw money at something doesn't mean it's going to grow and expand. You know, it just might be throwing money at something. I mean, you want to throw it in when it's right. So if I need a hundred thousand dollars, you know, then I'll worry about getting it. But until that point, you know, you kind of just double up on your reinvestments. I absolutely agree. And I love how you're talking about the building of an audience because that's our number one strategy and where most of the money that I suggest people get goes into. Because before you have a product, before you have market positioning or anything like that, you really have to develop the trust of who you are before people will trust the brands that you have. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a key differentiator in today's marketplace and today's industries as, mm -hmm. a, as a whole. A lot of folks are investing time and money into to developing out their brand, their personal brands rather than their company brands and the mission and the movement and the belief system and the moral code that this com these communities are operating under are now the highlights rather than the efficacy of product, which is a bonus or byproduct of the other things that you're highlighting. We did this really super well two and a half years ago, building what is now one of the largest online education-based communities for cannabis and hemp. We've built multiple certification programs and, you know, published 2000 plus articles and like all of this stuff and only started to monetize the community, you know, eight months ago by sharing products, services, you know, and but mostly attracting other businesses who need and want access to a captured audience. And the time that you put into adding value to your community will pay you over and over and over again. And I, I can't help but use the Kardashians as an example of this. 
Like, literally. Kim Kardashian built her entire empire on the back of social media, which didn't cost her money, but it took time to build over time. Now it helped that she was on e-network and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. but what she chose to do with it, she was building her own focus group and now multiple brands have been built and born out of what her audience says that she wants, you know, that, that they want from her. So I think that's such a smart play, a mandatory piece of being successful in this business right now is building your own rather than leveraging others. And you don't have to have as much money to go and pay other people for your traffic. You create your own traffic for your own offers. Love, love, love. Talk to me about some of your results. What have you been able to do in the last year and a half? Where are you? I mean, share as much as or as little as you want to, but I have to ask, like doing it bootstrapped, putting in that first thousand dollars in the last year, where have you gotten your business to be revenue wise? Okay. You want totals for a year or just kind of a month to month? No, just like month to month. You invested a thousand dollars. What have you, you know, what has that yielded you? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, it ranges from like three to 5,000 a month if I had to put a number on it. But I also do things like, (laughs) what? I said you're three to five Xing your return. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's what's been so cool is that like all the money I put in there, I put in like initial investment and then everything from there has been just reinvesting that. But, you know, I also put a lot of my free time into it too. I go sell at gyms, you know, I meet people and I learn like, that's kind of where I learned the educational piece of, you know, what do people want to know? You know, that's like the sales side of all of this. It's kind of like, what questions do people have about it? What misconceptions do they have about it? Do they think it's marijuana? Do they think it's this? So my first question is like, have you ever heard of CBD? Like that, like that's it. And then from there, I kind of tailored the, you know, the answers to whatever they say and, and kind of lead them in different directions. But, you know, I sell in person, you know, make extra money that way. And that it's easy, you know, it's, it's not that hard, but it's just kind of getting out there and putting your yourself on the line and just, meeting people and talking and educating. So it's been a, it's kind of like different revenue streams, but in the end it all comes together. What have been some key challenges that you have faced in this beginning phase of your business? Like what are some of the roadblocks that you're coming up and having to navigate your way through right now? Yeah. I mean, and spoken over and over again, you can talk for, you've probably had plenty of conversations about, you know, the banking system and merchant processing and all that, which that was tough, but I didn't find that too difficult to navigate, actually. It was kind of just being quick on your feet. And like when things tipped over, especially with Elevon, within hours, I was making phone calls. And because of that, I was able to build the partnership like with the bank and kind of get involved that way. So that wasn't too hard. Although that was like a major one in this industry. Although, and I was freaking out about it for, for that time in between. <laughs> that wasn't too hard. I was just freaking out about it. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. In between, because I had no idea. Because they wanted me to like adjust my whole website and do all these changes. And you can't say this, you can't say that. So I couldn't really lead people in directions of what would help them. Um, but it makes sense in this time right now. But other than that, it was just kind of, actually my biggest problem right now is finding where to reinvest the money. You know, finding what places to like go after. I mean, we can talk about content and influencers and going after social media. And that's kind of where I'm thinking of putting it. But that's kind of without ad spend and without, you know, doubling, tripling like that way. What's the best route to put your financials after starting to grow a little bit? Yeah, yeah, totally. What are what products are in your suite right now? 
Yeah, so actually just last week, I don't know if you saw, but we actually redid our whole website and we're now like a brand as well as a shop with other companies. So with as far as other companies, well, we sell, you know, CBD oils, creams, gummies, and we have like turmeric and spirulina ones, we have melatonin ones. Um, we kind of just found different products from different companies that, you know, really complement our product and that we don't currently serve yet. That would be another thing we invest in the future is product development. But, you know, just different products, gum, gummies, balms. Our product is a water-soluble product, which I can get into as well. We're super excited about it. Um, so ours is like- You're using nanotech and water-soluble? Yeah, honestly, the, the method is kind of secret, but what we have done is we've made them actually taste good. <laughs> so I don't know, our products, for those that are out there who are consumers, if you've tried CBD oil before, just pure CBD, you know, full spectrum, not isolate, I mean, definitely it tastes like the hemp earthiness and stuff. And a lot of people do like that. That little peppery yeah. thing, I love that. Exactly. People do love that, but I've had customers come up to me and say like, hey, like this worked for me, but I didn't like the taste of it. So I don't want it anymore. And I'm mm -hmm. like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. And then I kind of learned from that and decided to make a product that, you know, everyone could use because I didn't want people to come to me saying, hey, this worked, but I didn't like the taste of it and this and that. And uh, one direction I see this industry going is kind of like, you know, uniqueness and differentiation in the market, of course. And so that's kind of what I wanted to chase with my own product, you know, kind of create a better product, you know, it was less about the, you know, nanotechnology, water soluble part, you know, that is cool as well. And, you know, has different benefits and such there, but it was mostly about utilizing that to be able to provide a product that actually tastes good and that people will enjoy. Um, so we have different flavors. We have lemon, orange, peppermint, ginger, and we have like a lot, like more things coming out in the future. And you can actually mix it in teas and drinks and beverages without it separating because all these brands, you know, they show the putting CBD oil in there, but oil separates. Mm -hmm. So what we did is that, you know, by being able to dissolve it in a drink or beverage without it separating, you could actually take it that way as intended. So we have all those products plus the one that we just launched, which is exciting. What is the favorite thing that you like absolutely love about your business right now? Like what is the role? It sounds like you're wearing many hats, but what's the role that you love the most? I actually like operations the most, which is interesting, but that's because I actually like packaging the product. And of course I won't be doing that for forever, but I just like putting it together and knowing that, you know, someone's going to get it and, benefit off of it and you can you know you can package it in a certain way that looks nice and people enjoy it and just that whole customer experience is really awesome to me and so i just like packaging the products and then you know getting them sent out and hearing what people say about it but that that whole process is a lot of fun love that love that you know there's there's the piece of that i love about my business is telling the story and my husband is the heavy on the operations side so i believe that entrepreneurs have their own strengths and geniuses and if they get to play that that to that particular genius that their success will be accelerated my personal opinion on the matter what you, originally when your dad heard about what you were going to sell he was like what the and <laughs> what about your mom what was her what was her response my mom was a little bit more pessimistic about it. She's like, go work for someone else. Like, there's not a high chance you're gonna like make anything in here and yada, yada. And not that she was wrong, you know, cause the chances of failing in a business are pretty high. Eight out of um, 10. Exactly. And you know, I just graduated from university. Like 
I had a lot to learn, quote unquote, which I still do. And I'm always learning every day, which is the fun part. But, you know, this is kind of like, hey, get a job, make some money. And then if maybe on the side, if you want to do something, which, you know, is another route that I do suggest people take if they don't have, you know, the means or the capital or this timing right now to do a business or to join, you know, the CBD industry, because it is very time consuming and every mm-hmm. day is a new thing. So my mom was very much a little bit more pessimistic, but even then she still supported me and like wanted to help out and stuff mm-hmm. when I actually got going. It was more in the beginning stages that she was like that. Yeah. When your friends and your family look at you and know what you're up to, what is their response? Are they like, can I get a job, bro? Or are they like... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I haven't had that yet, <laughs> but I feel like it might. But no, it was, it was more of like massive support. That I was like, whoa, this yeah. is so cool. Like so awesome of you just to go for it. You give it a shot, you know, who knows how it'll end up. But, you know, a lot of people have like negative reactions from people and you know, maybe they lose their friends, this and that, which, you know, does happen. You don't have a lot of time anymore. You really have to balance your lifestyle, which is something I learned in like very early, like not to burn yourself out because I did. <laughs> but most of my friends took it pretty like awesome. You know, they really supported me and thought what I was doing was cool. And they gave me like, oh, I love what you're doing, like with your Instagram and your posts. I love what you're doing here. So a lot of support on, on that end. Where do you see your business going in the next, th- in the next let's say, 12 months? Okay. Big thing for me, I think retail, I really want to get, you know, I'm really big for like a physical presence and I want to get in like retail stores and locations. I want to learn other ways to help people as well. We didn't talk a lot about, you know, that part of it, but I, my end goal is I'm huge into health and fitness myself. I've been like weight training, I've been soccer, I've been athletics in my whole life. And so I really enjoy helping people and, you know, getting in retail locations to kind of be more of a it is, it's a personal way of getting to people. You know, I can visit them myself. I can see products. I can talk to customers. Although you can do that online as well. I just like the physicality more. I want to maybe open up a store sometime in the future, but that's not 12 months. <laughs> but just, you know, just expansion and learning and see what, see what happens from there. What from your education in university are you leveraging in the building of your own business right now? I think that there's a big contrast in conversation of like, why the fuck am I going to go to school if I'm going to be a hundred thousand dollars in debt Yeah, and not even use my degree when I can find, you know, specialized education online. And then there's another opinion that are like, go and get your degree and get your baseline information and education. What would you say are like some of the key things that you're using? And if you had to go back and do it again, would you? Yeah. So that's actually a big conversation I've had with a lot of you know different people. I have friends who have created successful businesses without college and friends that are doing that with college. So that's a huge debate amongst like my generation of people. And I do believe it's useful, obviously, like though not necessary, but I would not do it any differently. I think it's, it's not only, it's not only the education that you learn, like the things that they learn that that they teach you in finance and this and that you don't really remember or care. And the things in marketing are like five years behind anyways. So the actual physical things aren't, <laughs> yeah, this whole roast USC. I'm sorry about that fight on, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it wasn't mostly that it was mostly like, you know, the people you meet, the network, you really see hardworking people and motivated people to go do something in their lives. And that kind of is inspiring to you and pushes you and those connections that you have after you graduate. But these are very, very impressive people doing awesome things and you can kind of work together. And so 
One is that network, one it's like their family's network as well, because you never know who's doing what. I haven't got my internship, this is like a short offtake, but the way, even the way I got my internship was drinking with a friend's, a friend's friend who owned the business, and I, like, I did like a drinking contest with them at a bar. And he's like 35 years old and I obviously lost because I ran out of money, but he beat me in a drinking contest and he hired me. So, you know, just the network that you meet, the people. And also I would say a big thing for me is finesse, finding a way to get things done, even when it's not, you know, uh, perfect or right, or, you know, always finding solutions to something. And that's kind of something I learned going to USC was this kind of problem solving. And that's, that's that problem solving and network so huge and uh, one of my family members went back to college even though he's you know making incredible money and living an incredible life he went back because the other people in his in his circle were were educated and had this like badge the certificate and he was more successful than them but still felt like he needed it to have a certain status symbol but for me i'm like that's the most expensive networking investment you'll ever make like that's an <laughs> expensive piece of paper you're gonna have that's an expensive piece of paper i'll print you one right now like just <laughs> send the wire it on Let's over it. my details <laughs> but but you know i see i i mean i envision i have four kids I, I envision that they all want to go to college in some capacity. And I just hope that whatever it is, that they're really following something that they, that they love mm-hmm. and can use it. Like I would not mind paying for an Ivy league education for my kids to go and get a business degree if they wanted to start a business. So I love that aspect of it. What about, you know, the things that make a 23 year old feel normal because like in your twenties, at least when I was 20, like yesterday, that's <laughs> I just turned 21. Um, But (laughs) I have four kids and I just turned 21. So (laughs) I'm I'm Hispanic. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am Hispanic, but I'm not kidding about that. So, you know, one of the major sacrifices that I experienced being young and successful was not always getting to, you know, like I, there was a crossroads for me where I had to be like, Friends, mm-hmm. finances, need a new group of friends to hit my financial goals. Have you hit that yet? I mean, you're, you're such fresh meat in the entrepreneurial journey that I'm not sure that's quite a subject yet, but are there sacrifices that you feel like you're making? I guess that's the more of the question. Are there sacrifices that you feel like you're making right now that are that you are quote unquote missing out on or make you second guess your mission? Or are you just like so committed to what you're doing that you hardly notice what you could be missing? Oh yeah. Plenty. I mean, I think I'm on like the crazy side of that spectrum. So I don't, I probably don't speak for the majority, especially for people my age. I don't feel like I'm missing out on things too much. I mean, luckily I enjoyed all that fun stuff in college, you know, the partying, the this and that, you know, all the, the young person stuff going out I did in college. And so I kind of got that out of me. I'm not, I do like obviously miss like the balance of, you know, hanging out with your friends after work and that, but I actually enjoy like, you know, going home and working, you know, like my whole thing was, what was I going to do after five? Like, what am I just going to go home and like see people like, no, like, this is my time to really set myself apart and get my things together and save up as much as I can, make as much as I can, not spend as much as I can, live very frugally. I mean, those are my personal goals. You know, my personal goals are 
uh, invest in real estate and to do things on that end. So it's kind of like my personal goals that are driving my business aside from, you know, my whole mantra of my business and the mission statement that we have. Mm-hmm. But it just personally, like, I meal prep all my food. Like, I don't go out a lot. I hate going out. I like to cook myself. I have my routine. I get in, you know, I get in my routine and I kind of forget about everything else, which is nice. But then also I have friends kind of pushing me away from it, which is also a good thing. So luckily I have that background of people that do actually get me away from just staring at my computer all day or doing this or doing that. So I go to the gym every day to kind of keep myself, you know, physically okay, you know, take care of your body, take care of your mind, which is a big part of, you know, CBD (laughs) and how that's supposed to help out. So yeah, it's a lot of balance, but it's also, you have to sacrifice no matter what. And it's going to be a sacrifice. Do you have like your Beyonce, Beyonce on your arm while you're becoming Jay-Z right now? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a boss bitch that's upgrading you right now? Like, do you have a girlfriend that's like in the background being like, "Yes, baby, you get that. You meal prep. I'm the, I'm a roast your chicken right here. We're gonna." No, she pulls me that. away from that life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a friend girl and what they would say in millennial times. It's all very complicated. No, but she's awesome. And, you know, she tells me to, you know, to root on and keeps pushing me, but she also gets me away from always working and always grinding and going out and doing things, which is awesome as well. I'm like a business owner in my business. And I'm like, for the first like 10 years, I was like, yes, we're going to get in this business. We're going to do this business. And like recently I've been like, when are we going on vacation? <laughs> I'm like ready, I'm ready for the break. I just, you know, you go to phases and stages and it's all a balancing act. Like how, mm-hmm. I like how you're talking about being in routine. That's definitely something that I had to implement really early on was like, there, I had another podcast where somebody was like, yo, I got kids. I have this whole thing, mm-hmm. but I have really big, but I have really big goals. So I use my calendar and I block out two hours here and I block out two hours there. And th- that means I have to get up earlier here and go to bed later over there, but I get to do all the things that I want to do. And I was like, man, exactly <laughs> like that. I subconsciously, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And how you manage your time is everything so that you can do all of the things that matter most. If you had to give advice to a budding entrepreneur, a young buck who wants to get into the space or even a a retired person who wants another chance at life, what are three pieces of advice that you could offer them in their key, in their consideration to join the industry right now? Yeah, I mean, number one would be like, you have to be all in, not not jump with two feet like we're talking about before, but mostly to like, once you're starting, you're not going to give up, you're not going to switch, oh, it didn't work out after three months, you know, it's a long process and it's not a quick dollar, it's not a quick buck, you know, it's really, you have to push very hard and to be persistent and it's going to be hard, it's going to be ups and downs, so just believe in yourself and be confident, you know, just kind of take every day by that day and you know it can be a terrible day you know you can have returns this and that you can have fraud you can have a bunch of these things that can pop up you can wake up your with your bank account closed you know and that does happen but the next day it's just a whole new day and a whole new clean slate so that's one thing i'd say for sure two in terms of business strategy i would definitely say like differentiation you know unique offering gives something of value you know value 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 is what people want so if you can give something that people value that's different that's not the cookie cutter slap a label on it and send it out then you can you know you have a, a higher chance for success that way and then last one would be for marketing i guess content 
would say content is very key, like we were talking about earlier. Um, original content, things created by you, your team, whoever you have, you know, social media, take really advantage of the outlets that are out there right now, and then just prepare for when newer ones open and new opportunities arise. Spoken like a true G, are you sure you're 23? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I that's so good. That's such, such good advice. I will add on our daily double some key pieces of advice that I can offer today would be to second what you say about content and lead with value. If people know that you, if people don't know that you care, they don't care what you know. And I think that it's really important to spend more time giving than asking more time giving your value your time your attention you know whatever it is that piece of value that you feel like you can afford to give give that away on the front end before you ask for the sale so many people are using and they're blowing it out but again they're having to like rebrand every week because they just like blow out an offer burn a list and then go in for the next one and i think it's way more effective long term they say the riches are in the niches so just really focus on who you want to serve and create a message and a mission for that community so that you can start to build a following of people who want to know and be involved with what you're up to. You know, secondarily to that is understand your resources and make your decisions from there. I think as I mentioned, you know, I'm hearing stories about people who are able to bootstrap and there's some key considerations when you're looking at how quickly you want to move and then really managing the, your time expectation on when you can get a return back on that investment, whether it, you're investing $1,000 and it takes you six months or you're investing $100,000 and it takes you three months, how can you consolidate time and become the most effective and potent in the time that you have with the resources that you have and really aligning yourself with the people who can help troubleshoot past those points if you are if you are stuck. The biggest investment that I made in any one of my businesses was mentorship and I've invested anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $100,000 just on the mentorship side to have somebody I could pick up on speed dial and say, yo, what do I do at this, at this particular moment because I'm freaking out. And then finally is do what you got to do to be you. There's so many other, one of the things that the industry is rich with right now is opportunity and mm -hmm. people want to take advantage of every opportunity that they forget that the one thing that they're great at, that's actually rev generating the revenue or making the difference right now. Well, like every time you birth a new idea, it needs its own set of resources, its own team, its own time, its own everything. And even though it seems really great, it's just, adding another pretty soon you're going to look like the octomom and you're going to have all these babies and hella strollers and you're going to be pushing around you know a whole heap of stuff instead of just keeping it stupid simple and being really committed to the change that you're creating and adding people and things on in a scalable way without overstretching your your team your time or your resources so that's my value add for the day any final words before we end today's interview? Not at all. That was killer. That was great. <laughs> well, congratulations on your, I popped your interview cherry. So I am super excited. That's a notch on my belt. <laughs> there. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> and many more to come. You're on a, such an exciting trajectory right now. Where can everyone find you if they want more information or access to your products? For the business, you can do, you know, my website, 
www.benoidcbd.com. That could be where you find my business and personal. I mean, maybe stalk me on social media. <laughs> All of your social media handles and websites will be posted around the blog along with the show notes and highlights from today's interview. Make sure that you check it out. If you are a consumer and you are looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results you're looking for, medicalsecrets.com is the place to go. If you are a budding or existing brand and entrepreneur looking to get on the other side of these bottlenecks and limitations, check us out at theemeraldcircle.com. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to another rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution Podcast. Ciao for now.